Listeners, you're invited to stream and listen to Jawson's music on Apple Music, Amazon Music, Spotify, Audio Mac, or Deezer. Type in J-A-U-S-A-N in the search for artists to follow and like modern instrumental music from his discography. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Romantic Truth Podcast. Please be advised that the content of this show is for mature audiences 18 and over due to the topics discussed. Please feel free to follow and like Romantic Truth on Facebook at facebook.com slash romantic truth. You may also listen to the podcast on anchor.fm slash romantic truth. Now, here is your host Jawson. Dating Trends 2023, Women 23 to 27. Title, Navigating Modern Romance, Dating Trends and Practices for Women Aged 23 to 27 in 2023. Author, J. Adams Date, June 16, 2023. Introduction, Welcome to another episode of the Romantic Truth Podcast. I'm your host, J. Adams, and today we're delving into the fascinating world of dating trends and practices for women aged 23 to 27 in 2023. With the ever-evolving landscape of romance, it's essential to stay up to date with the latest trends, techniques, and insights. So, ladies, fasten your seatbelts as we embark on this exciting journey of love and connection. Embracing authenticity, one of the prevailing dating trends we've witnessed recently is the emphasis on authenticity. In an era of carefully curated online profiles and social media personas, genuine connection has become a highly sought-after commodity. As a woman in the 23 to 27 age range, you have the opportunity to stand out by embracing your true self. Remember, being authentic allows you to attract partners who appreciate and love you for who you genuinely are. Digital Dating Dominance Unsurprisingly, digital dating platforms continue to dominate the dating scene in 2023. With advancements in technology and the COVID-19 pandemic's lingering impact, online dating has become an essential avenue for meeting potential partners. Apps and websites like, Lovelink, and, MatchMate, have evolved to provide more tailored and efficient matches, employing algorithms and AI to ensure compatibility. By leveraging these platforms wisely, you can expand your dating pool and increase your chances of finding a meaningful connection. Mindful self-care and prioritization. Amidst the hustle and bustle of modern life, self-care and prioritization have become indispensable aspects of successful dating. As a woman in her mid-twenties, it's essential to take care of your physical, emotional, and mental well-being. Prioritizing your needs, setting boundaries, and engaging in activities that bring you joy will not only enhance your self-esteem but also attract partners who value your well-being. Slow dating and meaningful connections. In contrast to the fast-paced world we live in, the slow dating movement has gained momentum in 2023. This trend emphasizes the importance of taking time to build genuine connections and focusing on quality rather than quantity. Instead of engaging in a series of short-lived flings, many women in their mid-twenties are seeking meaningful relationships founded on mutual understanding, shared values, and emotional compatibility. By embracing slow dating, you can invest your time and energy into relationships that have the potential to flourish. Open communication and consent. In the era of increased awareness surrounding consent and healthy communication, it is crucial to establish open dialogues in your romantic pursuits. Consent is not just limited to physical intimacy but extends to all aspects of a relationship. Clear communication and respect for personal boundaries are fundamental in fostering healthy and fulfilling connections. Make sure to have open conversations about your desires, expectations, and comfort levels with potential partners, paving the way for a strong foundation built on mutual understanding. Conclusion As a woman in the 23-27 to 27 age bracket, navigating the world of dating can be both exciting and challenging. By embracing authenticity, leveraging digital dating platforms wisely, practicing mindful self-care, prioritizing meaningful connections, and fostering open communication, you can approach dating in 2023 with confidence and intentionality. Remember, the path to finding love is unique for everyone. Embrace the journey, learn from each experience, and above all, stay true to yourself. Thanks for joining me on the Romantic Truth Podcast. Until next time, keep seeking love and romance in the modern world. Hi everyone, Johnson with you here, Romantic Truth, Las Vegas. And yes, we're going to be talking about 
An article that I wrote that the lovely Gina's synthesized voice uh, read quite eloquent, eloquently. I made up a new word, eloquently. <laughs> Tell you, boy, living in Vegas, things really, really has its challenges. All right. So now, there are a few takeaways from this that I wanted to exemplify. One of them, of course, is authenticity. You see the women in this demographic from 23 to 27 years of age, they went through COVID. A lot of them were in lockdown when they were about three to four years younger than they are today. They had a lot of time to really focus on the context of a relationship, what it was about, what it meant, because they didn't have the luxury of just going out and meeting someone at a bar because everything was closed down. So what you started to see was a lot of uh, people becoming very proficient in online dating. And now with these uh, tools that put them on steroids, such as uh, AI, it's making them that more data efficient, that more digitally literate. So what this means is that at this age range in particular, they're taking a the life a lot more seriously at this point. And the reason why authenticity is so important to this particular group is because they've outgrown the nuance of just communicating with someone and being impressed by a profile or a web page or a podcast or whatever. They're looking for substance. They're looking for quality instead of quantity. This is the reason why a lot of women were going for the high value man based on quantity, meaning money, as opposed to quality, being substance, may come up short. Now, this demographic also, besides being digitally literate, did also take some time out and learn more about themselves. And what they're doing now, they're leveraging these dating platforms in order to express exactly what they're looking for. And what this means in essence, they're not gonna be out there looking so much for, and there are always exceptions to the rule, so let's get that established, because some of you will say, well, you know, not everybody liked it, of course not. But what I'm saying is, a lot of these women are now focused on what they actually want. Many of these women are turning the curve kind of early, going from the man they wanted back from 18 to 22, and at 23 to 27 and going forward, they're looking for the man that they may need that would be sufficient when it comes down to some of their emotional needs, their understanding, their listening, their communication. So. They're looking for more logistics in the relationship. And I mean, emotional logistics, not necessarily material and financial logistics. You're gonna always have that demographic out there trying to find the next new thing, trying to find the next guy that's going to change their lives. These women aren't waiting around for that. They're proactive. They focus a lot on healthcare and their physical and mental health as well they're more conscious about their emotional wellness. They're emotionally intelligent. These women have also become more self-reflective. Now, this is a point where many women don't get to until they usually were in their 40s after divorce, after going through a lot of things. What's happening in this particular demographic, and this demographic crosses an interesting demo from Gen Y to Gen Z. And so with this, what that means is that these women grew up with digital technology. So they're well-rounded in that space. So they don't have the trepidation, maybe someone in their 40s or 50s or 60s would. So what this means in essence is that with this knowledge and with this sense of empowerment, even the dating apps are realizing that 
what's happening now in the developers that they have to use more interactivity, more AI. And the reason for that is because they have to do it in order to basically stay in business. Competition is so stiff now. See the old days of just putting up an idle profile and not having too many components in order to interact with the person where the person could not express themselves. Like you see now, they use a lot of prompts on dating apps in order to give the person the opportunity to express some of their personality, to have like a conversation start. And so they're getting more sophisticated with it. And eventually what will happen is it's going to continue to evolve. Now, the other thing that we have to look at with this particular group, they are using, and they are, the beginning of what is starting to trend now called a slow dating movement. Now, what that means in essence is that they're not walking around like they're on some sort of medication like a zombie. They're slow walking relationships more. Now, this is something that you saw in women in their 40s and women in their 50s back in the day the baby boomers, and also the Gen Xers. Because they had that period, that three-year period of COVID, in order to really sit and find out the things that were important to them. Many of them developed meaningful relationships during that time because, after all, people were afraid of being sick, dying. They had relatives that passed away. We didn't really have a handle on where this thing was going to go or what it was going to be. And so they came out of the stupor of their youth and they've come into a more concrete foundational type of uh, perspective when it comes to their future and their lives. Now, a couple of things that have uh, changed with this particular demographic as well. They're not the people that are going to be on most hookup sites. Oh yeah, you'll find them there. You'll find some there for sure. But by and large, the majority of them are not going to be there. They're not willing to take a risk. They're a little bit more serious about life, more serious about themselves. So you may not see them as much on Tinder. You probably see them on other sites, maybe Bumble, maybe um, date.com match.com because what they want to do is find more about the partner they want to communicate and yet they want consideration they want to be understood they want their feelings understood as they convey them and they can't get that from many of these meat market dating sites for the most part now they'll be a little bit more sophisticated more educated so they're not going to fall for the BS as readily. A couple other things too about this particular group. These women are also going to be more affirmative on what they are desiring, what they're looking for. You're not going to find them being so nebulous, kind of lost, kind of like whatever happens, happens. Um, you know, Whatever the world sends me, I'll take it. They're a little bit beyond that. And that's one thing that's unique about this particular demographic over all the others, in the fact that they're bringing back some of the slower traditions associated with dating, but they're doing it in a modern way. See, years ago, it used to be where, you know, you had to go over to the lady's house, you had to date her for a while as a guy, and then maybe you get a date with her got to meet her family and all the rest of that she's making many of those decisions on her own now so when she presents the guy that she's with to her parents or to her family they have a lot more confidence in the decision she made now of course this varies from experience to experience everybody has a different experience so i'm not speaking for everyone let me make that abundantly clear please because a lot of you will write in and say, well, that doesn't pertain to me. Well, if you were the only person in the world, in the world, it would, but you're not. So we have other people that we have to also address in this. I'm talking about the majority. Okay, so 
couple of other things here. These women are looking for comfort, care, and consideration. I can't stress how important this is to them. They also have a prioritized uh, life. More than likely, these women already have a plan as to where they plan on going in the future. They're not sitting around languishing. They're not waiting for Prince Charming, and many of them are not sitting around waiting for the high-value man. Now, here's one of the interesting things. Even women with children in this demographic, many of them have kind of grown up a bit. You still have, and you're going to always have that percentage that are, they're kind of on the fringe. But for the most part, most of them are trying to go forward in their lives. Now, this means their comfort level has to be met. So they'll be quicker when it comes down to letting a guy know, hey, you know what? I don't think it's going to work out between us. So let's go on and uh, go our separate ways. Now, unlike the demographic before them, and I'll be putting that podcast up as well, the 18 to 22 demographic, this demographic is not necessarily going to be so quick just to casual date or not put a name on their relationship. If these women do get into a relationship, and they're going to take their time with it because they're going to really evaluate whether or not this would be a wise move for them. Because what has happened during the time of COVID, many of them had plenty of time to reflect and to focus on what was important because they, before COVID, had some of the liberties and luxuries of going out and meeting people at bars and that kind of thing and socializing. And now they're continuing to do it, but they're doing it in a different way. They're selective about maybe the venues they go to, the people they are around. And not only that, the dollars they spend as well. So you're seeing a whole different demographic in that sense. Because see, we've always vilified in the past the youth. We always thought of them as being bad, of them being less than, of them being not up to par. But of course, this is actually turning it on its head. And so, kudos to you, Gen X, Gen Y, Gen Y, Gen X, I mean Gen Z crossovers. Now, here's another thing that we have to keep in mind here as well. A lot of these women are going to be very confident in the decisions they make. They're going to definitely focus on boundaries, mutual respect, egalitarian control, in other words, equality as far as control. They're not going to be the women that are going to go back to the old days of the aprons, the old days of uh, I got to please my man type of thing. Oh, she's going to do that, but it's going to be something where she's looking for a guy that's going to reciprocate. You love me, I love you. And so She's going to be asking more of a commitment sooner in a relationship. And when I say this, I'm not talking about going on a second or third date and then she's asking for a commitment. She may date you seven or eight times before she decides to have sex with you. Before she decides to get intimate. Because she may spend a good portion of her time getting to know you so that she's comfortable enough to have sex with you. Now, I know in the past I've talked about women, you know, having sex with a man when they're comfortable. In this case, she's really got to be comfortable. Many of these women do not want to get pregnant before they're ready to settle down with their careers and that kind of thing. So they're not looking for a player. Not too many women are, but specifically this group because they know they could be set back because they're coming up on their 30s 
And the one thing they don't want to do is to go stumbling into their 30s with a lot of liabilities. So what they're trying to do is minimize as many potential threats to their success as possible. Just like a lot of men in this demographic try to do as well. Now, another thing we have to look at too, we have to think about the fact that many of these women in this group, they're gonna have a lot more priorities set for themselves. Expectations are gonna be set for their partner and they're gonna have more of a declarative way of expressing that. So it may not be so politically correct. It may not be so cute. Now, you will also have another aspect of this type of female demographic. And that is those women who may still want to be in an exploratory phase of trying to find out who they are, their sexuality. So this is another reason why they may slow walk a relationship before they decide to make a decision. But what you're seeing now, to sum it up, you're getting a lot of women that are now having that reconciliation at an earlier stage in life, 20 years early in most cases, because some women don't get to this point until they're 40 or in their 40s. What they don't want to do, they don't want their lives to go past them like their mothers and grandmothers have in many cases, where they're saying now, who the hell am I? What am I doing? And these women are less likely to have a bucket list because they're gonna do things in real time while they're young before they go on. Now there's some as far as a relationship. Now some will look for a partner just for that purpose. And this is what is demographic as a component of what many seniors look for in the sense that the relationship may start out as an activity partner and then work its way into a relationship, a friendship then a relationship. But for the most part, and it depends on where you are in this country or the world for that matter, as far as this type of person that you'll run into, this type of female in particular. Fellas, this is a quality female this is wife material if you can find her. Don't be fooled just by the age that I gave you. They range from 23 to 27. But the probability is a lot greater in this demographic depending on where you are, depending on your location. Doesn't matter whether it's rural or urban or suburban. Now, one other thing that I want to say about this before we go on to the next demo. And that is with these women, they will more than likely have their children later in life, in their thirties. It's not uncommon for these women to structure their lives from this point forward in increments, in demographic increments. Set their milestones, those kind of things. Now, <laughs> one thing to keep in mind about these women in particular, they're gonna be very less tolerant of men that are coming to them with no job, no money, owing child support, having children, baby mama drama, that's not gonna be them. They're not dealing with that. Just like many of the men in the same demographic won't. But you have to understand too, ladies, that you may also, if you fall into this category, may find it to be in all of that subtle. They don't want to go in there and having to fight a war. And this means that some of you ladies actually go out and start dating them when you're not ready to. You don't have your house in order. And these women that I'm talking about specifically in that demographic will do just that, have their houses in order. 
And this is the reason why these women will say no to a lot of guys. It's not because they're stuck up. It's because they don't want to fuck up. More in a moment, folks. I'm still trying to process what happened last night. Me and my roommate heard a strange noise on our downstairs patio last night. We got the baseball bat and butcher's knife and went downstairs in the dark. I turned on the patio light to see this homeless couple fucking on our patio furniture. We turned on the light, scared the living shit out of them. The guy jumped over the patio wall and the girl got stuck on top with ass crack open and God knows what was leaking out of her. Their clothes were still on the ground. Security came and called the cops. Now, continuing on, with this demographic of women from 23 to 27 years of age, there's a couple of things that you might want to be mindful of as well. It's not uncommon for women in this group to go back to school, go back to get their bachelor's, get their master's degree, probably even work on a PhD. One thing to keep in mind is that more than likely they're going to be very focused on where they're going. And the last thing that they would want is to have too many people around them that lack focus. Reason for that, they look at it as a distraction. And the one thing that they don't want to do is to wind up going off course from where they're headed. Now, the one thing to keep in mind, very few of them will make the exception for a guy that's really down on his luck or someone that's not taking life seriously. Fellas, you're on borrowed time with that. If you happen to get her attention, you won't keep it for long because if she sees you as a setback to her, she will leave you and she will carry on. Now, another thing that you may have to face, she may not want to have any children. She may not even want to get married. But usually, women in this group will more than likely consider it, according to many of the trends that are happening now in 2023. It's the true Gen Z uh, generation that does not really look at marriage or take it seriously. This is a hybrid between Gen Y and Gen Z. I mean, Gen X and Gen Z. I'm sorry, Gen Y, I'm getting all mixed up. Gen Y and Gen Z. So what this means, in essence, is that these folks are thinking about going into their 30s. And they're also starting to look at the debt that they are taking on. Many of them understand that there may be a possibility they will never own a home. Not because they wouldn't go out there and try to afford it, but they're a little bit more practical. They're not going to be intimidated by parents telling them, when I was, in, when I was your age, I was in my house and I was buying a brand new car and I had a good job. Well, things were much cheaper then. It's like comparing apples and oranges now. Things are very, very expensive. And when you have gas during that time at 19 cent a gallon and a luxury car running 13,000 and a house you can have a mortgage for $50,000 and you were making a thousand a month, whole different time compared to now. So with that said, these women are not stupid. They're going into life with their eyes open. They're looking at certain things, considerations. They're thinking ahead. 
they're thinking about their parents getting old and how they're going to come up with some kind of plan in order to take care of them. Where it won't necessarily inconvenience or put the relationship that she may be in, in a crisis. So this group, they're going to do a lot of contingency planning because that's the impact that COVID had on some lives. Some of them lost grandparents and parents, friends, so their own mortality came to bear. And so with that, you're looking at it from the standpoint, I just want to have things in order. Now, what are some of the other things that will come about in this group? You will start seeing them participate in fewer social engagements. Oh, they're still going to socialize. They'll still go out, but it's not going to be so much of a priority to them. And the reason for that is because they're focused and they can compartmentalize certain things in their lives. Like for instance, if they're looking for a partner, they'll probably look online, maybe get a referral from a friend or something like that. But what it comes down to, it has to be within their orbit. Now you'll have some that have made some poor life choices and they're going out there and they're trying to find someone desperately. You will always have the demographic in every group. That's not going to change. However, those that have structured their lives a bit and use that situation that they've experienced for those three years, they're going to make it a constructive and more positive experience for themselves going forward as much as they possibly can. Now, this group, when it comes down to religious, religion in general, not religious, they um, are not necessarily religious in the sense that people have been in the past. You hear them use words like, I'm spiritual. Uh, they may say they believe in God. However, as far as them actually going in and be a zealot or something like that, depends on the area you're in. And demographically, what happens? People inherit some of the cultural traits within their cultural environment. So you'll probably see more people that are adamant about religion in the Bible Belt, in different places, and others, it's going to be a different thing. They're going to be concerned about the food they eat, whether it's organic. Um, some of them will stick to the vegan diet. Some of them will be vegetarians. They're going to look at long-term effects on things. So that means that any kind of uh, permanent um, thing that would you know, that they would be exposed to such as uh, stain resistant carpeting or something like that, they may be very sensitive to and not want it because they don't want any permanent lasting effects. In other words, this generation from, I'm talking about the females from 23 to 27, will be more cognizant in regards to that, more sensitive. A lot of them are not going to do the traditions of some other women in the past with all the makeup and all of that stuff. Because they're looking at something being organic, something being not so uh, toxic, including relationships. So they're going to be a little bit more reserved on anything that people were doing just out of tradition or out of convenience. As I told you before, women use their brains very efficiently. These women will do just that. Now, well, again, I'm not talking about the whole demographic. I'm talking about a segment of it. So she's going to work hard to really get out of debt. This is a common thing for people in this age group. And it's kind of a hard thing to do because one of the most difficult things, of course, is to measure how much debt you will be in at a certain part in your life, certain time in your life, even though 
you might have a credit card balance that's horrendous, student loans that's horrendous. You want to have the student loan paid off in 10 years. You want to have the credit cards paid off maybe in two. And you're subjected to life's uh, bumps and throws, just like everyone else. But at least many of them have a plan. Now, if the plan goes right or left, you still have a direction that you can go in. If you have no plan, you have no direction. Now, you have to remember a couple other things. She's still in her prime. There are going to be men vying for her left and right. So that means that her decision-making skills have to be on point. The reason for this in particular is because there are going to be patronizers out there. Guys blowing smoke up her ass, making her think that she's better than she is. As long as she stays grounded, she'll be successful. When she starts believing a hype, she's going to fail. Ladies, let me let you in on something. I've talked to many older women that I've dated in the past. And one thing that many of them said to me was, if they could have seen through the hype about how these guys would tell them was they were so beautiful, they'd be taken care of. And over the years, they rolled over in relationship after relationship after relationship with those promises. And when they got older, they found it difficult to find someone that would take them seriously. Because the way they thought of it was, these guys think that I'm this way, so therefore I must be this way. And what they did, they started to then use less effort in some of their own endeavors in order to try to protect themselves. They became too dependent on men based on the hype and bullshit they gave them. These women see through that. So ladies, if you're in this demographic from 23 years of age to 27, it's a very important time in your life. You are at your prime. When I say at your prime, you are the most fertile, the most attractive, and the finest you'll ever be naturally. Now, I know some people take an issue with that. I can hear you thinking already. But here's the thing I want you to think about. You know, as you get into your 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, who's telling you that you're beautiful? Who's telling you that you're attractive? Who's telling you all these things? Who's telling you how you're 50 years young? Marketing companies. You're a commodity to them. The reason why I say that these women are in their prime, not just the physical side of things, it also has to do with exposure. And these women are very careful because they don't want to expose themselves to too many negative or horrific or bad things. And even if they have experienced those things, they don't want to deal with them again. And they're dealing with self-care, taking care of their emotional being and mental being. Something that women in their 40s, 50s, and 60s may not have looked at. They just went on with the humdrum thing. So with education, with learning, I don't mean just going to college, but I'm talking about just learning about life, listening to other people's situations, listening to other people's struggles, 
This demographic may be very wise to listen and avoid many of the things that they've had to, others had to experience to spare them the burden and the pain. We hear a lot of times when um, people 18 to 22 get in relationships, oh, you're still young, you're too young. And many of them have a complex about that. And they may go through trying to prove themselves to the contrary. And it can be kind of embarrassing because they really don't have the experience, but they want to at least assert themselves in some kind of way. I found it funny. There was a, a young lady, 18 years old, trying to give people 35 years old dating advice on TikTok. And one of the people wrote in the comment section, have you ever been in a relationship before? She said, no. And she was basing on what she saw with her parents. I'll give her credit for at least trying. It takes a little bit more than just the experience from your parents. Of course, we know that. But one thing to keep in mind, ladies, if you're in this age range, you have a lot of decisions to make. You have a lot of work to do that you're not thinking about right now in many cases. But once you structure it and get it together, you at least have a plan. Some of you are probably planning to try to work remotely, maybe see the other part of the world. You have those options now. And you're looking at it from the standpoint I don't know if I'll be able to live in the United States anymore. I don't know if I'll be able to take care of myself in that sense. And a lot of you are looking out for yourselves in that, in that way as well. Starting your own cottage industries of different entrepreneurial endeavors, whether it's getting endorsements on one of the social media platforms, you're trying to put things together. Hell, there are women now, even some single moms that are going out getting OnlyFans pages making more money than they ever made before. It all depends on, again, your boundaries, your standards, your morals, and your values. I just wanted to give you a perspective from some of the research that I did in regards to the article I wrote. So you have an idea of um, what's going on overall with that particular demographic. Now, as in any group, you're going to have good, bad, and indifferent. But one thing to keep in mind, and that is, fellas, if you meet a lady that have these characteristics, or has these characteristics, I should say, because talking to folks every day, they crack verbs, so do I. You want to understand one thing, and that is if they're serious about going forward, that may be a better deal than the girl that's wearing a miniskirt telling you what kind of label she likes wearing and how she's looking for a high-value man, whatever the hell that's supposed to be. That's open to interpretation. So anyway, there you have it. This is just to give you an idea of what you'll be facing with this kind of woman if you find her. You see, back when I was out there dating, let me tell you about the 23 to 27 demographic woman that I would encounter every once in a while. Not that often, because most of the women I dated were older. They were 30 and up. The one thing that I found with them, because we didn't have the internet and technology when I first started dating, 
It was a welcome relief when it came in. But here's what happened. The women that you would meet, it would all be about aspirational things. And when I say this, I'm talking about materialistic things only. Name dropping of celebrities. Who they went out to see. It was all about spending money, having a good time and partying. Very little about developing a relationship or having substance. And back then, people would tell them, you're too young to settle down. You're too young to have a family. You're too young. A lot of them believed it. Now we're telling the people that really should hear it from 18 to 22, that message. But before it was this generation, 23, 27. Before that, it was another one and another one. And the reason why they would do that was because they didn't want the people to mess up their lives early. They wanted them to wait. Because prior to that, the trend was, of course, for these women to marry very young. I remember one guy when I was in uh, Mississippi, his mother, when they got married, when, when his mother got married, she was 14 and her husband was 29. I used to think the man was her father, just like people thought that my father was my grandfather. It was crazy. But see, now we're kind of getting that demographic where it needs to be. Younger folks. Now, these women also had to grow up and deal with the uh, environment where women were being sexualized at a very young age. And fellas, if you find a woman that avoided that, you probably got somebody good in your life. More in a moment. does a man look up a woman's skirt? What is he expecting to see? Is he checking to see if we're not wearing panties? Is he checking to see whether or not we're shaved or not? Do they want to see what color panties we are wearing of what type? I have always been curious about this. Joshan, are you looking up my skirt? Allow me to open my legs wide. Why do I get the feeling that you're one of these women who try to tease men? by doing just the very thing you were complaining about? Here's the thing. A man is going to, anyone for that matter, is going to look for an abnormality. I was with Monica one time. We were in the Fox Hills Mall over there in Los Angeles. And there was this lady sitting down and she had this mini skirt on. There was more mini than skirt. And she had her legs crossed, like men cross our legs. You know how we do where we take our ankle and put it over our knee? This woman didn't have on panties the first. We're seeing clit, labia, pubic hair, everything. And she had her head down, listening to her damn Walkman at the time. Bouncing ahead to the music. She was about maybe 30. A lot of the women walked past, you know, they gave that look and 
Finally, one woman walked over to her and told her she needed to put her leg down. Hell, I was at work one day, and this one lady had this desk that didn't have like a front, and she deliberately, that's the way she would come to work. Nothing down there. And she sit at that desk, and they used to always wonder why the men had to go on the bathroom break so quickly. And she knew what she was doing, and finally one of the female managers told her about her attire. She had the business suit on, but she didn't wear any underwear, and the dresses were cut so short. And it came in with that new policy. And boy, she tried to fight it. And eventually she quit. Of course she was doing it to be seen. When you leave home, you have the option of being appreciated according to the way you dress. That's solely up to you. Most women respect society and themselves. And if they're walking around without any panties, they're not going to let the guys know. Unless they're deliberately looking for getting laid. Now, I've been to clubs and Hollywood and Los Angeles where the girls wouldn't wear any panties and they'd get up on the dance floor up on the stage so that the guys could look under there. Okay, that's cool. Don't have a problem with that. They're putting it out there. Then you know. But it's the environment in which they're doing it. But still, fellas, you know the rule. Let her touch you first. Yo, that lady that got drunk that night I was helping get in a car. Put her over the shoulder with a fireman's carry. And her girlfriend was going over there opening the door. And hell, I looked to the right. What did I see? A nice shaved vagina looking back at me. Yeah. Very tempting. But... She was inebriated, so I wasn't going to do anything. I wasn't going to do anything unconsensual anyway. i tell you one thing, she was heavy as fuck being drunk. Then I got her in the seatbelt, got her in the car. My girlfriend thanked me and we exchanged numbers, they drove off. Fortunately, this young lady had a wing woman with her. Could you imagine if she'd been there by herself? There was a lot of guys that were really looking, trying to... But I already knew what was up. So, ma'am, part of that responsibility falls on the woman. Even though men have to be disciplined and not do anything inappropriate, for some of you ladies, want their attention so badly that you go there. And don't deny it, because you do. Because I'm going to tell you, if I had a daughter, <laughs> let her try to walk her ass out there with mini skirt, no panties. She'll make it to the door. That'll be it. Dad, why can't I get out of the house? <laughs> we have put a cage on the front of the door. And you're not leaving this house until you're 40. <laughs> you're going to have a virtual boyfriend until you're 40. Now go online and find it. <laughs> Let's get you an orange jumpsuit. <laughs> With your ankle bracelet. That's right, gonna give you the ankle monitor. Oh, and by the way, that's $450 a month we'll be expecting for you, from you for rent. But Dad, you treat me like a prisoner. 
I said, your next stop is China. Because I was thinking about putting you in a labor camp for a good year. <laughs> kind of toughen you up a little bit. No, I wouldn't do that. But what I am saying, no daughter of mine would be walking out of the house like that. Age appropriate. Oh, you old school. But see, the problem is, a lot of these young women are sexualized at such a young age. They don't even have a chance to grow up and be a kid. And then go forward. Now, call me antiquated, but this is the way I think. From birth until age 18, that is the period of your life to learn, explore, and do stupid shit as kids do. Seriously. Around not too many influences that are going to put you in one direction or the other, but where you have a balanced exposure to things. So that by the time you're an adult, you know what's appropriate and what's not. Shit, I remember some, look, some assignments I've gone on, some jobs I've gone on, hell, women would come in there with booty shorts on. And not to mention them damn sundresses with no panties. Some of be dressing like they just came from the club. They get ridden up, get sent home. And we just sit there and shake our heads. Because that's the, that's the way they were accustomed to going out and the way they were accustomed to dressing. Hell, I remember one time I went shopping with a lady I went out with. She wanted to go and find a dress for work. This damn thing had the back out of it. All the way down to the bottom. I, I said, I hope you're not wearing that to work. Why not? I got the body for it. I said, I know, but... Well, she wore that damn dress to work the following week. She got written up and sent home. Like, that wasn't going to happen. And she dressed very provocative when I met her, but damn, I didn't know that she took that into her professional life. But you find it. Ladies, it is true, some men do treat you according to the way you dress. Don't fool yourself on that. As men, let me tell you something, ladies. The more provocative you are, the more we think we can have sex with you. And also, we realize your main weakness. You're looking for attention. these guys will breadcrumb your ass straight into the bedroom and leave you there. You know, God be disrespectful. Hit your doggy style. I think bust the nut, take the condom out and throw it on your back and leave. <laughs> you don't want to be that girl. More in a moment. We at Romantic Truth appreciate your listenership. Listeners, you're invited to stream and listen to Jawson's music on Apple Music, Amazon Music, Spotify, Audio Mac, or Deezer. Type in J-A-U-S-A-N in the search for artists to follow and like modern instrumental music from his discography. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those solely of the host and are not condoned, or endorsed by Romantic Truth, Anchor or any of its affiliates. The advice given herein is the expressed opinion of the host and not to be used for legal, marital, or family, counseling, or for professional practice purposes. In the event for professional assistance, please contact the local licensed professional family counselor, marriage counselor or social services professional in your region. 
If you need someone to talk to in regards to help, you may contact the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 800-273-8255, available 24 hours. All correspondences read on the show have been pre-screened and pre-approved by the submitter to be aired on the show. Be advised that all of the background music of production not provided by Anchor is owned by James Adams and Jaws and One Music exclusively licensed for this Romantic Truth podcast under waiver. Please understand that there were no people or animals hurt in the segments of this show including plants. All sound effects were improvised in the studio setting with props. We are an equal opportunity employer with two Yorkie poodles and a rat terrier as the security detail. Please be advised that the content of this podcast is under copyright by Romantic Truth and James Adams.